Hello and welcome to the Root Issues Podcast, where we gather around the table to bridge the generational gap and discuss the root issues of our culture. I'm Chris Henderson and I'm here with Pastor Steve Woodrow and we are jumping in to Revelation chapter 14. Mm, Making our way. Yeah, looking at some of the bigger issues of things that are going on in our culture as we watch the world almost like overnight rapidly change. Kind of crazy, isn't it? Since the pandemic hit, things keep moving faster and faster. Yeah, you know, I think I heard people saying, "Oh, what's next after COVID?" You know, well, it didn't yeah. take long for the what next to take yeah, place in the, the world. What next? Did, huh? You know, absolutely. You know, and so yeah, and so we're going to be jumping in. We've got lots of things to discuss and throw out there. Um, I'm going to let Steve kind of just jump in and catch yeah. us up to in Revelation 14. Sure. Well, we mentioned on Sunday, uh, kind of Revelation 14. We titled this "Don't Let Expectations Exceed Endurance." And uh, really couching this whole chapter to wrestle with this idea of faith and, yeah. the, and how, where does expectations and endurance, how do they connect into faith and understanding mm-hmm. uh, uh, that? And how, and this is, you know, this deal with Ukraine is, is, is kind of a, a great example for us is when we're hit with something, obviously the church that's in Revelation uh, time that's dealing with persecution and the church around the world today that's dealing with persecution. Mm-hmm. Um, boy, our faith is challenged, right? When yeah. it comes to, oh, what are my expectations? And um, and wow, am I building endurance? What does that look like, right? Um, so we'll circle back around to those yeah. and bat that around. I just let me do a quick summary. I think of chapter fourteen, if you can do a quick summary. But um, side note, before I do get in, uh, I mentioned on Sunday just this um, this idea of Gog and Magog, and some of you go, uh-huh. what is that? You know, is that some kind of beer or something? But uh, that is Ezekiel 38 and 39. Mm-hmm. And you might just look at that. You know, that, that really talks about this power, these powers, uh, leaders, uh, nations from the north coming down, you know, to Armageddon, to this final battle, which you can find at many places in Revelation. Uh, we'll get into uh, chapter 16. We'll talk more about um, Armageddon, the battle, and then, of course, all the way to the end of chapter 19 of Revelation yeah. that brings back this final battle where at the end of it, Jesus returns on the white horse and mm-hmm. with the armies of heaven to usher in uh, the new heavens and new earth. Um, so uh, just a little sign note, if, if people are listening and they're wanting to really dive in on some of this, um, remember to understand Revelation is is to uh, minimize man's schemes, you mm-hmm. know, uh, yeah. in this, whether it's pre-mill position, dispensational position, which is pre-mill, uh, all-mill, post-mill, all these things, pre-trib rapture, mid-trib, you know, post-trib rapture positions. All these things are, are, are good to look at, but I think we hold those loosely. We need to uh, really step into this prophetic language and lean into the Old Testament to give us insight into this and, and step back out of uh, wanting to have this real tight chronological reading of the book because mm-hmm. that's not how prophetic yeah. language works, right? There's lots of recapitulation, yeah. right? Retelling things a different way. And uh, we'll get more into that, obviously, here um, and as we move to the end, especially. But chapter 14, Revelation, uh, I just divided this up into uh, four main sections here. Uh, kind of is we're going to look at this idea of faith. But the first five verses um, take this beautiful look, right? Gives us this beautiful picture, again, of the 144,000 
with the lamb on my Mount Zion. And Mount Zion, again, through the scriptures, this beautiful picture right down Hebrews 12 of uh, the completion of all God's people. It, this number just says the complete number. Now, could this be this a specific 144,000 of special Israelites that were commissioned just for the end time? Uh, I, we have to leave that open. But I, I think as we look at everything, uh, the big picture and how symbolic language is used in this, uh, I think... I lean heavily more into that this is speaking of the entire redeemed, a picture of that with the Lamb. Mount Zion is the place, Hebrews 12 says, we all will come to Mount Zion, Mm -hmm. right? Uh, Not to Sinai, but to Mount Zion, which is, uh, Mount Zion language is always talks about the remnant of God's people gathered. It is the picture of the new heavens, the new earth, and new Jerusalem gathered together, the renewal of all that, of all God's promises in the Mm -hmm. Old Testament um, together. So we said it starts out, and then the question I think for faith when we look at this, and it describes it, all this stuff, this 104,000 redeemed from the earth. It is these who have not defiled themselves with women, for they are virgins. It is these who follow the Lamb wherever he goes. Well, what is all that language? And we talked about on Sunday just that this comes, this is directly connecting this idea of keeping ourselves pure. This isn't, again, could it be very, very highly literal language speaking about some, you know, uh, eunuchs, uh, you know, that are used by God in the end? Uh, Possibly, but I I don't think so because this language, and even here in this own chapter, it talks about um, staying pure, right, from Babylon, right? Uh, The great harlot, right? And she who has the nations, verse 8, and uh, that drink of her wine, the passion of her sexual immorality. So the whole book of Revelation yeah. speaks about the church called out, set apart from the world system, the world's ways, the world's impurity, right? Uh, and, and so this is just a defining who the remnant, who believers are. These are called mm-hmm. out. They're uh, separate from uh, the things of the world. Uh, so uh, when it comes to faith, I think we answer, we threw this big question out. Be sure of our future with Jesus is uh, that's where faith starts, and, yeah. and to really wrestle right in our spiritual formation of the assurance of our salvation. And, and I think we just for so long have just uh, um, kind of walk with people and taken people's testimony without going a little deeper. Yeah. In other words, it's. It's not just that one time where I said the prayer or I went to yeah. a camp and made a decision or walked the aisle at church. No, it, it's, it's deeper than that. We must journey with each other deeper in the sense of, have I met Jesus? In mm. other words, was there a transformation that took place? Am I aware of the Spirit of God entering me, changing my desires? If there is not a growing, transforming desire to know Jesus, to long for his word, mm-hmm. to be in fellowship, then yeah. we must question, as Paul did, we must examine our faith to make sure we're in Christ. Uh, this is what today is missing in much yeah. of our spiritual formation going at that level. So we just throw that question out. And then the next section is a larger section, verse 6 through 11, right, that really uh, talk about these uh, these three angels. Um, and these are just the, the big uh, uh, separation between God's judgment of those who reject him on the earth and the spiritual battle of, obviously, the Babylon, the world system, the beast, uh, which is the one we talked about last week, who's empowered by Satan, the world leader, who's going to look really great, mm, right? Yeah. Um, but he's going to be empowered by evil. Um, all these things in verses 6 through 11, uh, it just raised this question uh, coming straight out of early uh, verse um, 7, which is fear God and give him the glory, not the world. And First uh, John 2 tells us that if we love the world, we can't love God and love the world. And again, that's that world system, the yeah. things in the world, um, putting our faith and trust and expectations in the world, all of yeah. that. Fear God, 
give him the glory. And this is a deep question in our faith. Is there a growing fear, reverence for who God is? He's a loving God, but he's also a very just God. He's a holy God, yeah. right? And we've brought him down in much of our language to this high eminence of he's kind of our just, uh, you know, buddy type thing. Yeah. Jesus is my, you know, my bro type thing, yeah. which is just language I would uh, seriously stay away from. You know, uh, anything you can put on a T-shirt, I would stay away from, basically. <laughs> um, God is a holy God. He's consuming yeah. fire. There must be a sense of reverence, uh, and, and that doesn't have a place really on a T-shirt. Um, but... Uh, not to say you can't have cool t-shirts, but yeah. just when it comes to his name and who he is, make sure that there is a sense of reverence and glory, right, for mm-hmm. his name. And then verses 12 and 13 is this strong language. John says, here's a call for the endurance of the saints, those who keep the commandments of God and their faith in Jesus. And so that third section of really understanding faith is this idea of keeping God's commandments and faith in Jesus. So uh, we talked about, look, the, where we're at right now, the battle of faith. We, the church is being pulled, Christians are being pulled in two directions. One is towards Christian progressivism, which is a denial of the commandments of God. It's to water yeah. them down. Don't yeah. keep them. No, no, those uh, cultures changed. You know, we must yeah. flex, flux with culture on and on. The other direction is this... Uh, Christian uh, nationalism, right, which is this, you know, this trying to change the world and Mm -hmm. the kingdom of God through the political means. That's nowhere in the scripture, right? His kingdom transcends all nations. Every nation will fall and uh, is under the power of the enemy, according to scripture. Um, We're to be involved. We're great citizens, highly involved in politics, but do not confuse, right, the politics of this world with the kingdom of God. And so the challenge there is my faith in how good our government, how good my nation is doing. Right? Yeah. In other words, if we were transplanted right now out of America, right into the center of Ukraine, yeah. well, how would that, you know, how, how's that going to affect my faith? Totally. Right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the last part of this is, um, boy, Jesus, uh, the revelation from Jesus to John just gives this a picture of the angels coming with the final harvest of the of the earth, the harvest of souls, and then uh, the harvest of uh, those who don't believe in the end, and some pretty graphic, terrible language mm-hmm. in the sense of the wrath of God. And so uh, the, the last thing in faith, if I'm going to grow my faith, is this thing of we must trust in the Father's love and his justice. We are yeah. so weighted in the in the last several decades in our nation on the love of God and we've left off the justice. If I leave off the justice, I have a corrupt actual understanding of the gospel. I have a very weak cross. Uh, the cross is a love of God, but it's mm-hmm. just as much the justice of God because I don't understand the gospel on, uh, and the love of God unless I understand what he did on the cross, that Jesus took the wrath of God for me, Yeah. right? And that's, that's the expression of his love. Those mm-hmm. two things cross the justice and love of God. Absolutely. And we can't get our eyes off of both of those. So those are the, those are the, um, you know, just give me a quick outline of chapter 14 and just kind of really drilling in. What does that mean for us today? Yeah. As we wrestle with faith because, boy, faith is under fire today in America uh, at a whole different level. Yeah. Around the world, yes, but the rocking of our understanding of faith the church and everything is we're, we're in a big shift and mm-hmm. uh sifting time for sure as a, as a, as a culture um, and as a nation so i mean when i look at it like you know just that one word endurance i feel like there is a heavy cultural lie that's just been emanated into us that endurance comes from our own self-resolve mm-hmm. and so when we apply that endurance like do we have endurance in our faith then it 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 
immediately points back to us like, what have I done? You know, where am I reading? Well, where do I have the love? Instead of absolutely. saying, how do I apply more, mm-hmm. more um, ah, loss of the word, mm-hmm. more dependence mm-hmm. on God? Like, yep. does he bring me peace when I see things? Like, if I was transported from here to now in the U- Ukraine in a battlefield, am I going to lean on him yeah. and trust him for my future or am I going to lean on my own skills and my own sets and my own, right. you know, and so endurance, I think, yeah, it's like. Well, you, you mentioned endurance. I, I think immediately here we're in Aspen, right? Yeah. And, and uh, I think of just the, 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 the high value put upon um, athletics, sport, yeah, being in totally. shape. And I think of endurance, the, the whole new realm of athletics, of endurance athletes, mm-hmm. right? And yeah. we have some in our body who are yeah. who train them, right? And Which is really cool. But you think of that endurance athlete. Well, it, it is refining, doing everything mm-hmm. man can do so you can run a little further, a little, little, little longer distance, a little farther. Yeah. Uh, and uh, what we're, the endurance we're talking about here is that that's only going to take you so far in this world mm-hmm. is faith. When tough times hit, <clears throat> right, it really makes us wrestle with our weakness is that we are limited in what we can mm-hmm. do politically, physically, etc. And again, as we always say, all of this stuff in Revelation is overwhelming, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and But when we look at what's happening in Ukraine right now, right after COVID, and the world just kind of, this another shaking as such. Yeah. From the beginning of time, all of these shakings that have happened, the primary purpose of these, God's carrying on his salvific work, moving the world and, and his redeemed right towards the end of, again, Christ's purpose, uniting mm-hmm. all things on heaven and earth together. All these things happen. This Ukrainian thing right now, COVID, all of it. it the purpose of these things is that people would turn to God. They would turn from reliance yeah. on themselves or the world system or world's ways or our intellect, our knowledge, yeah. our technology, and would turn to God, put faith mm-hmm. in God. And John says he's a patient God, but Revelation shows there's a time, just yeah. like in the Old Testament, there was a limited time of his grace, of mm-hmm. that opportunity to turn for nations, cities, people. Uh, and and that, that holds true here yeah. as well for us. So, um, yeah, I think this, we should be a hope, a prayer for us needs to be that, wow, as we see this unfold with Europe, with Ukraine, is that, Boy, may heart, may people's hearts oh, start to open and look mm-hmm. up, right, yeah. and engage in uh, in faith questions, right, um, that transcend geopolitics or anything else. Yeah, you know, no, so. looking to that ultimate, ultimate leadership, the ultimate God. Yeah, I mean, when you mentioned like you know some putting it on a T-shirt, I'm like, we're always trying to find a way to make him more relatable to us in our understanding than instead of us moving into his presence right. and understanding him through his lens. Yeah. And so like, yeah, cause I can remember like, you know, the Jesus is my homeboy t-shirt, you know, yeah, right. like, okay. Yeah. Jesus, well, yeah, maybe, but you know, he, 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 he that he, Jesus he, is coming back on a white horse with the armies of heaven yeah. and with a word from his mouth is going to, yeah. clean, you know, you know, it, and so just get some perspective there, on you what know, we're but, talking about. but we're always looking for a way for us to put him in our lands. But let's jump into, you know, you yeah, had these, these three, three questions. great questions, all yeah. kind of revolving around mm-hmm. this one word expectations. Yeah. I think this idea of just expectations, you know, well, the title for Sunday was don't let our expectations yeah. exceed our endurance. Right. Uh, mm-hmm. In other words, just another question, way of asking, Hey, 
is your is our faith healthy? Is it rooted in yeah. in Christ? And so the first one is, uh, and, and we do hope you'll take these questions, man. Just, just you know, on a napkin or over a coffee, really engage, or in your discipleship group, your small groups, micro churches. But what are the expectations for your life that you are living under? Mm-hmm. This is a big question, right? Is is and I think for the youth, middle school, yeah. and and our families, right? You know, Chris, as you engage, you know. Wow, I, it, it's a fascinating question, and uh, one that I that I'm in the process of of kind of taking with my kids. I said, "What, what are?" And, and when you grew up in, in under, uh, you yeah. know, at least most all the kids are my kids are gone yeah. out of the house. Is what, what, what did you think your the expectations were? And we've gotten some pretty deep stuff. Yeah, no, I mean it's a great and profound question. I mean, I would say so many of you know the younger like middle school, high school, you know, middle school, they may not have any expectations. They're just looking for a good day each day, you know, and then some of them might be driven more. Um, I think when they move well, but, into the high school. But I would school, say yeah. this is that that's an, in, you know, that's great insight. And yeah. there's their expectations then. They have expectations, but it's just yeah. for today maybe, no, right? It, the whole YOLO yeah. thing, yeah. right, is yeah. is it's today. There's no yeah. for, there's no looking forward and planning. And in some sense, that that is a cultural criticism of our entire society today that we, we don't really yeah. have a desire. All these culture changes that we are embracing, we have no clue where they're taking us. Now, I, I just want to say that again because yeah. this is very important. Our leaders, our nation is passing laws, pushing uh, corporations, pushing certain social agendas down the mouth of our our nation. And they have zero clue where it's going to go. They don't have a good example anywhere in history of any of these things. And, uh, that that is is how right we're teaching our young people is to live for expectation today. Just mm-hmm. well, if today's good and and if I feel good, but nothing greater and no sense of, of pulling it all together with a larger expectation yeah. to shoot for. No, and I mean so much of that is like the absence of ownership of their own faith, right. you know. And so that is that discovery process that's happening in middle school through high school of how do we you know teach our youth to own their own faith to have their own relationship to have their own expectations of what they want. I mean, this draws me back to, like, I think two weeks ago, maybe three, when it was like, you know, write a letter to your future spiritual self. Right. You know, that you're actually going to put an expectation on your spiritual growth. Are you closer with God? Do you understand the Trinity more? Do you understand His Word more? Like, you know, what are your expectations in that spiritual relationship which transcends Every earthly relationship, like sure. your relationship with God is going to flow over into all of your other earthly well, relationships. And, and just to, I, we should have brought this out more a couple yeah. weeks ago, but, you know, just as you're saying that, I'm thinking about a child, I'm thinking of me as a father and my children is, yeah. well, you know, I, I might have expectations for my children, but, you know, ultimately... I want my children to know the expectations of their heavenly father because father, the Bible yeah. is full of clear mm-hmm. expectations that God has for his children. Yeah. And with that comes immense inheritance and promises of God, right? Absolutely. And so, you know, discipleship, right, growing in our faith yeah. is coming in greater clarity and excitement and expectation mm-hmm. with what my father, my heavenly father has for me, right, mm-hmm. for now and for the future, right? Yeah. And I mean, I think it just kind of ties in with, you know, the word, you've got two main words that repeat, you know, expectation and endurance, and you've given us three questions. The second question was, you know, how do you endure when your expectations are not met? Mm. 
Yeah, you know, right. and so we have those two words, and I think that's kind of like maybe where we're at, and what we see as some of the fallout of faith, because maybe they had expectations for something, mm-hmm. and it wasn't met. Maybe they prayed and they prayed and they prayed for it, but the wife never came, sure. or the husband never came, or maybe the mm-hmm. child never came, and right. so then that's caused a chinking in their armor. Right, and I, I think that falls back to that cultural lie that endurance is something that we muster within ourselves. You know, it's that strong, deep, resolute, instead of applying more, you know, just I have to lean in on God. I have to lean in on him and know that his heart is good for me. Yeah, and isn't this where we're at today, right? Mm -hmm. Just showing that we as a culture, and I'll say even the church, right, is where's the endurance, Yeah, right? Uh, COVID, what did it do? It it caused the the church to flee for the most part, run, right? And we, uh, and, and still, where's faith? Where's the endurance mm-hmm. to, to stand strong, right? In the Lord, yeah. His commands, right? Which is to gather, right? And, uh, and that's just one of many things. The increase mm-hmm. in anxiety, mental. Ill, we are a fragile, fragile people, and uh, uh, longing for a missing. We just have a void of endurance, right? Yeah. And so, bring that into the church. Right? Is there is we need to shore up our discipleship? Right? That uh, it's an increase in expectation, but also an increase in endurance, and that Absolutely. only comes through the empowerment. Right? Um, the Word of God, God Himself, He, the Spirit of God. Right? He informs the Word, informs our faith, mm-hmm. um, but the Spirit of God also must empower our endurance. Right? As yeah. we walk through life, that that Word and Spirit, that that movement, right, of faith is is what we're longing for. Absolutely. And so, yeah, and then our last one, what happens when expectations exceed endurance? You know, and I mean, that one just kind of like, I haven't met many people who have expectations that are like super far out there. And so therefore, I'm like, wow, you know, who's that going to apply to? But I mean, I do see it like, I feel like a lie that the thief can deliver is that God has greater expectations on us than we could ever endure or see to come about. And so we immediately accept failure. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, when we look at these end times, when we look at the things that are being played out in Revelations, we just immediately disqualify ourselves right. and not understand the grace of God and then his understanding of our fragileness to strengthen us and to move us into expectations. I think... Yeah, yeah. I, I would just jump in. I, I think, gosh, I mean, this is this question is is tough because it really, you know, what happens when expectations exceed endurance is that uh, it reveals right the 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 health of my faith, whatever that is in. Yeah, right. I, I maybe I'm an unbeliever. My faith is in politics. My faith is in me, or it's yeah. in the world, or technology, or whatever. Well, what happens, right? And, mm-hmm. and, and uh, what happens with these, these young folks who are thrusting all of their passion and desire into uh, justice issues, social mm-hmm. issues? You know, uh, we're going to change the world. We're going to, yeah. we're going to, you know, uh, boy, I commend, we all need to go after these things, right? Um, or what about the climate change issue, yeah. right? The, the, uh, we we got to save this world. We, what's going to happen to all of this fervor for saving the climate when they realize the reality of the world today that China, Russia, and India will never, mm-hmm. will never in our lifetime and probably never, right, abide by any of those things. You, that you will, that all of your efforts, right, are, are are not going to really change anything for the big long run, right? Yeah. And and let's bring that into the church. Is that wow? You know.
know, is there endurance, right, to to walk this walk with trusting in God, even mm-hmm. when we, we are into the valleys and the tough times? And, yeah. and Revelation says, right, uh, with a parable, Jesus says, man, make sure you have some extra oil, yeah. right? There, you must endure, you must wait until the end. Right, and have the oil for your lamp, right? Mm-hmm. Don't be without oil. In other words, that's yeah. speaking of endurance, perseverance, trusting in God, uh, right, in these in these hard times. So, boy, we're seeing a real, uh, and this is a great opportunity for uh, the church, for believers to step in people's lives, walk alongside them, mm-hmm. right, and really, I think, ask, talk about these expectations. Talk about how are you going to endure through yeah. tough times, right? Yeah. Um, and then the gospel's here, right? Jesus is there, yeah. available anytime. That's the awesome good news. He's there to come in by the power of the Spirit and fortify, build us up where, mm-hmm. wherever we are at. Absolutely. Anything else before we land this That's thing? It. That's it. Um, I would just say, like, you know, be encouraged. Um, it's easy to get weary in the process of, you know, studying a long book like Revelation, but be encouraged that it is to strengthen you, it is to encourage you, and that. You know, the end result is if you put your expectations in Jesus and God and the Holy Spirit, then you're putting your expectations in a safe place and that that can give you more hope and that can give you more endurance. It's not something you have to muster up in yourself. I lived many a year of my life thinking I always had to dig a little harder and muster a little more strength. But now I've learned I need to be more dependent. I need to be more relaxed in his presence and then allow him to give me more endurance. Thanks so much for listening to the Root Issues podcast. If you ever want to reach out to us, you can email us at rootissues at ccaspen.com. Thanks so much for tuning in, and we'll see you next week for your midweek jolt.